1: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator, Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, in the Clark Ford Studios,
2: Neil McCready. Welcome into episode number two of McCready and Siski, presented by, or should say, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That's Tyler Siski. What it is. How are you, sir? Doing great. Good. It's uh, Tuesday, July the 12th, as we get together. As we've been telling you guys, uh, we, this is episode two. Once we get out of these next couple of weeks, I'm heading out of town tomorrow. We'll do another one of these on Tuesday, and then I'm headed out of town again. And then when I get back from then, I guess two weeks after that, we'll get rolling with the twice-a-week schedule. Our, our tentative plan, I think it's pretty concrete, is Monday and Thursday. But uh, that's the plan. But Tuesdays for the first three weeks or so of July as we get closer and closer to uh, to football season. And uh, all of that, thanks to everybody who's already in the stream. If uh, you do us a favor, please hit the like button. Hit the uh, subscribe button if you're not subscribed to the uh, MPW Digital YouTube channel. We would appreciate you doing that. If You can hit the bell for notifications if that makes you happy. Go for it. That would make us happy. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'd love it, though, if you'd hit the like button, would love it even more if you would hit the subscribe button. We're uh, up over 5,000 subscribers, love to get to 10,000, let's us do even more. I know it's going to take us a minute to get there, but we've got a whole lot of stuff in our podcast feed at MPW Digital. You got the Oxford Exxon podcast every day, Chase has his new podcast out, um, this, got some stuff coming, Mason Brooks show, that's, I guess we're two episodes into that, the Troy Brown show. Uh, it's going to be backed by popular demand. The uh, butcher versus the spin instructor. We'll get that rolling in late August. So a lot coming for you here. And then uh, this is going to be a big one of our uh, staples as well. It's brought to you by rain. Tody Bo- total body fuel. Slow down, Neil with 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check out, on Instagram, check them out on Instagram at Rain Fuel to learn more. Uh, this week, we uh, I'm trying a new flavor. Tyler's tried all these flavors. For me, this is like this is new territory. I'm like <laughs> I'm like uh, circum, I'm like Magellan or somebody. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm circumnavigating the gold, globe and finding new things. Uh, for me, last week I had the uh, cherry limeade,
3: you which did, is delicious,
2: yeah. And this week it's the white gummy bear.
3: Yeah, I'm going with the melon mania. Melon mania. Yeah, That's melon a- mania. That's where it's at. If you like watermelon Jolly Ranchers, mm-hmm. this is what this tastes like. It's 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 on point. I'll be all juice. There's no telling. We may be under NCAA investigation by the end of the show if I <laughs> finish this thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, Tyler's got Tyler's got dollar figures and stuff that he's planning to bring. Oh, I oh, got I got
3: I got I got numbers.
2: If I were in his shoes, I'd be nervous. In my shoes, I'm not nervous at all. I'm like, go for it. Talk away. Cause we get this all the time. We'll get into it in a minute. We get this all the time. People say, Well, hey, Neil, what's what are the details of the NIL deals? And I'm like, Well, number one, I don't know. Number two, that's not the kind of thing that I can call up a bunch of coaches and go, Hey, so uh these guys that these guys that you signed, I saw I see where they have some NIL deals. How much? Yeah. Um, and then we hear stuff with the kids, obviously, and then, um, and
3: then it goes away magically.
2: Yeah. We're going to talk about a lot of that stuff. I have been hearing recently that the price of the price to do business in the transfer portal has gone up. It has. Um, I've heard it's gone up precipitously. It has. Um, And I'm beginning to hear the rumblings that there are already, and this is inevitable. We'll get to all this stuff in the next hour or so with you guys. Yeah, we're going to have fun. I continue to hear that, Hey, what's coming. I've had, I had actually talked to someone who's, who said, you're right. You keep saying this and you're right. It's, it's kind of boring to people, but you're right. This is new territory. This is westward expansion, if you will. (laughs) And, we're still sort of figuring out the lay of the land and how it's going to go, but there are absolutely some programs out there. And I won't name them because I don't think it's fair for me to do that until I know. There's six.
3: I got the number today.
2: Well, what what you don't be finished. There were some programs that are making promises and already are yeah, no. reneging on those promises and are having a difficult time keeping everybody happy because yeah, it's one of those things, right? I mean, if you tell somebody, hey, Come over. I'm going to grill you a steak. I grill a great steak. Come over. We're going to have steak. Going to grill some shrimp. Going to uh, fix a really great salad. Going to have some old fashions. It's going to be great. I don't like old fashions. You probably haven't had a good one yet.
3: Yeah, I, I just couldn't ever get into it. I tried. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. Go ahead. It
2: too sweet, too muddly. I just do not your thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but if if you tell somebody that, what do you like? What do you like to drink?
3: Me personally? Yeah, but if, beer. Okay.
2: <laughs> all right. Let's do this, though, for the sake of this. Hey, got, I've got a great wine collection. You're going to love this. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I'm with you. And I say, so you come over. Yep. You're coming over thinking steak, wine, all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, it's going to be a minute. But in the meantime, here's a Miller Lite. Not that there's anything wrong with Miller Lite, but that's not what you, were, not what you came for. Right. And, and I'm like, hey, and, and I got some peanuts over there. Have at them. Okay, I like peanuts too, but that's not what you you what told me, me this was going to be. Yeah. I I told I told my wife this is going to be great. And she's in there and she's expecting a martini and you just handed her some box Pinot Grigio. <laughs> well, after a minute when you realize there is not going to be a steak and there is no good wine, I'm out. You're out. i You're going to tell people, Why hey, you're out. don't, don't, don't listen to Neil when he tells you it's going to be a steak dinner,
3: unless you just like peanuts and Miller Lite, because that's what you're getting." And I, I think, and I, I know where you're getting at. You know, there's there's a lot of promises and this and that because you, because you know, I want the fans to understand this, and there are some states Louisiana has joined that uh, march. There are some states that allow the kids to sign nil deals while they're in high school. But the vast majority do not, and so a lot of this is based on once you get here or you're done with your you know your high school days, which is what we're dealing with here. Then we get then you get this, and so that's where there's a lot of it's too early. We won't really we don't know yet if these if it is true or if they're you know because there's a lot of coaches that are you know out there. Well, they're promising them this. Let's see what happens when they get there. Well, there's a lot of schools that think those same schools that are making those promises are going to be able to fulfill them too. So it's a catch-22, and we're not going to know. We're a year away from knowing if those or not even a year away. We're probably about, I would say, what? Because the last year's NIL deals were <laughs> – Pocket change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 last year's class got screwed, man. That was just throwing stuff together. I mean, they're throwing stuff together. Now it's more organized. It's more organized. The money's real, and it's a lot of coin. I mean, it's it's dumb how much money these kids are getting paid. But All right, how, do was, wanna, how do you want to how do you want to go into this? Because I know you've oh well, we got we this got, is the
2: Tyler Siski show today. We got numbers. I know you're you're ready to roll. I'm ready to go. Yeah. So
3: so here here's how we'll start this. So I so so the fans know numbers have increased, and I knew that coming into the whole deal. So, you know, very busy week. But this morning, I got on the phone with two SEC general managers. This morning, okay, okay, and um, both are playing the game. That's essentially the role that you played at Ole Miss. Correct, okay. doing okay. what I did at Ole Miss at two other SEC schools. Okay, um, obviously, I'm not going to say what schools they are. But so I said, hey, what's the price going? Can I price? start guessing? let we'll say Alabama. No, just to, uh, no, I'm kidding. No, Arkansas, no, Auburn. No, 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 okay. no I'm not going to say. I'm that. kidding. Go ahead. So. We got on, I said, look, what, what, are, what are guys going for? Because the question, how this all decided we were going to do this, you remember last week, I don't remember who it was in the stream, had the question, because last year I stated, hey, $8.5 million will get you a championship team. Right. One year ago, that's 100% accurate.
2: And his question was, is that still true? And if not, what's
3: the price now? Yeah. 12 months later, that is not accurate. It will get you a good team. But <laughs> it will get you a good team. Um, so here's how, here's what I, I okay, was, can I, can I back up a second? Yeah. Cause when someone says 8.5 million, is that per year per year? So what okay. you're saying, what you're saying is, is there's 85 scholarship athletes and the whole proposal was, okay, so you raise eight point, And what my idea was when this all started, okay, what was going through my brainstorming two years ago, three years ago was okay. Let's go raise $8.5 million, every scholarship athlete, football player, Will get a hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, anything they get on top of that, you know, you go out and you do a deal with Monster or whatever it is. That's your that's in your pocket. But that way, everybody has something, and that's a, that's I mean, shit, dude. That's that's a lot of money. I mean, that's basically half of the NFL minimum d- these days. Yeah. So to play college football. So that's where that number came from. That will still get you a good team. It won't win you a championship, but it will get you a good team. So basically, these kids are getting. You can still get discounts, and I think it's because some of the kids still don't know. Some of the kids aren't educated, and I know of a very high-profile recruit that that committed to one of the programs that I talked to today, very high-profile, and they're paying him $80,000 total. For four years? Forever. Okay. $80,000. is like peanuts. Okay. And so basically a good player is going to run you – um, between one hundred fifty and two hundred thousand dollars a year at the two programs that i that I talked to today, okay all right um, you can do a hundred thousand dollars that 's fine um, but the real, and then once you get into the elite status we 're talking about the you know the left tackles like we talked about and things like that so one of the schools I talked to brought up a very interesting uh deal, so they had a kid committed to them a really high profile uh, offensive lineman tackle that was committed to them for like two months. he wants to go to school there. And they were going to give him. He was going to get. I think it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. That's, okay. that was his deal. He was committed. Didn't couldn't get it until he gets there. But that was his deal. Okay. Another school, one one of the one of the big schools that has the big big wallets, came across and said they basically doubled the deal. They literally said, "Okay, we'll give you twice. We'll give you five hundred a year," and the kid decommitted and committed to the other school. That happened. And they, I know them, the kid's name. I know the whole the whole deal, but I'm not in the school and everything. So,
2: so $500,000 a year. So basically a four-year, $2 million deal.
3: Right. So when fans see these um, – oh, great. Thank oh got We got Brennan back in there. There's no <laughs> telling what's happening now. All
2: right. So uh, – Brendan's accusing you of just making up numbers.
3: Brendan knows I'm not making up numbers, too. He does. I know. He's, he, he knows the numbers, too. He's trolling. He's trolling. I yes. love him, though. All right. So – He's, he's just going to, I guess, gonna be a weekly guest at this stage. will be a co host. We'll get you another chair. Um, <laughs> then we would be under investigation. Well, um, that's where, you know, slander and libel and those things yeah. become real at yeah. that point. I <laughs> <Yeah. mean. laughs> we also have a fourth seat, will be for our attorney. <laughs> um, so. Love, so you, love you, Brennan. Yeah, we love you. Um, but at the end of the day, so you see a guy makes, you know, these deals are for. Uh, let's just for even numbers, call it $5 million. Okay. Those numbers are being spread over five years. Okay. And this is a very important thing. You and I have talked about this off the air, but this is a very important thing for the fans to understand. When you're seeing these numbers, Hey, he's getting you know whoever it was, Rashada was nine point five. Maybe it was rumored out there. I don't know. The rumor was nine point five million dollars to 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 go to Miami. So let's call it ten for shits and giggles for even numbers. Okay. So you're saying two million dollars a year for five years. For five years. And so the
2: gamble is that he's if he's as good as you think he is, he's out after three. Exactly. So it's a six million dollars. There
3: deal. you go. So these deals are bigger numbers, but if you're that good of a player, then you're gonna go you're gonna go give. I'm not. Even, I can't even look at him. All right, so if you're gonna give if you're gonna give that kid um, that kind of money, you better make sure. And you know who they are, you know who the three year guys are. Those are the guys that are going to get bigger numbers because they're only going to be there for three years, and you're not committed to that long term deal. And if they don't pan out, then they're probably going to transfer, and so you're now you're now you're out from underneath that that big salary. If that makes sense. So a couple of things come to mind when you tell me these numbers. One is that
2: these are kids. And this is going to be locker room talk. Ooh. Guys are going to be asking other guys, hey, how much did you get? Right? Oh, I mean, it's,
3: a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's probably what keeps coaches up most at night is the chemistry in a locker room. So how the hell do you manage that? <laughs> Very carefully. Um, well, no, I mean,
2: seriously, because if, because if, I'm, if I'm in a locker room, right, and, and I'm an older guy, and I find out that a younger guy's coming in on a $2 million deal...
3: Even if I think he's a stud, I'm like, hey, I get it. Where's mine? But where's mine? I've been here. And I think Lane brought that up. I don't know. I remember hearing about it a couple months ago, maybe, or a month ago. I don't remember where it was. But he was talking about that Bryce Young should go get in the portal. Yeah. And it, it, that you're going to – I think you – like Jordan Addison, 100%. I think that's one of the big – you're going to have some guys that do that. They just say, hey, where's mine? And they're going go, to go get that. Now – here's the here's the catch 22 of that as well the you, know, you start jumping ship like that the and you're a real dude the NFL sees that as it's a red flag for the NFL yeah so you know and I know people and we'll may talk about it one day but in the Nil game from the agent side right mm-hmm. that's a big deal that's a hey you know look you're don't let what you're making now cost you down the road you know yeah it's a lot of money and things like that but if you're really a dude, you got to protect your investment which is long term because this money that you're making now is peanuts compared to what your career earnings could yeah, be yeah there's no
2: 60 million dollar deal correct that you can get in the, NFL, if, in the nfl if you're if you're like you said if you're a dude if you're a guy that, that is a player you're going to get you can get real money in the nfl real money yeah but okay so my other thing that comes to mind is when i hear this is i think administratively organizationally in the NFL, okay, I'm an NBA guy, right? right. Yep. I, I keep up with the NBA pretty closely. And uh, every NBA team, without, without exception, every NBA franchise, with well, the possible exception of the Sacramento Kings, but they don't count. Everybody else has either a guy or a team of guys who are essentially capologists, yep. okay? They are guys that, now, it's a little different because the NBA has collective bargaining and you have a union, you have a, a deal, and so the salary cap is complicated. There are rules, you know, if you're a bird rights and a second contract and all that stuff. That, but regardless, you have people that are inside the building every day crunching numbers. This didn't used to be something that you'd have to think about <laughs> in a football. I mean, yeah, there no. was there was stuff that happened. And no, you, no, but no. But now you don't have a, a collective – that comes to you, and I'm just going to use a rough number for the hell of it, okay? okay. Hey, coach, whoever, or pro- program director or whatever, whoever, we got $10 million this year. That's what we got. We got $10 million. not Not 10.2, not 10. 10. So figure out how you want to do that or what needs to be done, but that's what we got. Don't come back for more. I'll try, but I can't make any promises. Right. I can promise you ten. So now you've got somebody I'm guessing that's inside that building that is having to put pen to paper and figure out hey where are we on NIL cuz we got to make cuz the last thing you want, correct me if I'm wrong. I I I never no, I never worked in these buildings. But the last thing you want is the kid that gets the promise and he comes in and you don't have the money and you can't do it and all of a sudden his handlers pissed off. Mom's asking about it, dad's asking about it, uncle's asking about it. Cousins are asking about it, brothers, whatever. And now you got disgruntled, and 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 he starts telling other recruits, hey, you can't believe these guys. You can't believe I because they promised me
3: X, and I got X minus this. Yep. You can't – so one thing, we were talking about it, and I think you're going to see this with the bigger programs, and I'm talking about the ones that are active in NIL, which is basically the SEC, uh, and then the fringe programs around the SEC that act like they're SEC programs. Okay. Okay. Um, they're going to you've had all these player developments, you've got all these recruiting staffs, you're going to have a financial advisor slat and then you're also going to have what you're talking about basically a capologist. They'll probably have dual enrollment dual, you know, things that they do as far as basically being the cap guy inside your your building. Because here here's one thing, like we spend all this money, I'm talking about it will blow your mind how much universities spend on the the mental well being the, the I mean only on a player it'll blow your mind sure i mean people have i i mean I, we're not going to a whole different show um but the universities invest i mean hire people you know outside outsource things bring people in to affect the mental well-being of these kids everything's about making your players better well when you start handing 18 year old kids millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars that's never had a dollar in their life i'm talking about life-changing money for them right I mean, life changing money for anybody. If, I mean, sure. if you're 18 years old and somebody comes and hands you, you know, six figures a year, and they've never been taught how to handle that. I mean, look, I'd like to think that we've done a pretty good job. My wife and I of providing for our
2: children, um, but they've never, and I've got one that's 21 and one that's 19. They've never had a hundred thousand dollars suddenly at their disposal. Right? Hey, I mean, I, I mean do, do I think they would be responsible with that
3: money? But you're going. I you're mean, going to be their financial advisor. I, mean, I, I guess. I mean, but you're going to be the one that the, you're. They're going to have somebody to lean into. But the thing about right. it is, but these, if I don't have access to the money and they do, and that's the way it is with these kids, the kids have access to the money. Right. But but you, mean, you're, you're going to have recklessness. But a vast majority of of the players in college football don't have the support system that that you've created. It's a totally different dynamic. Right. And a lot of times, their football coach. And I, and I can't tell you, I mean, I know I've, we, there used to be a number. I'd, I'd have to see a, re, a more recent study. But most of the times, I mean, more than not, you're the, the first uh, male figure in your player's life by the time that you get them in college as a, co- as a coach. That's the truth. A lot of times there's not a male figure at home. And so maybe they lean on their high school coach or whatever, you know, or, or somebody like that. So all of a sudden these kids are getting $100,000, all right, or more. You gotta have somebody that uh, hey, you gotta pay taxes, boss, April fifteenth. You gotta pay taxes. Here's what you need to do with your money. You know, put it away, do whatever it is. You're gonna start seeing these programs hire these people inside as part of their player development. Now here's the trick. Somebody's gonna be the first to do it. My guess is it's gonna be one of the six. It's gonna be Texas, Texas A and M, Miami, USC. Who are who the other two I'm missing? Um uh Anyway, you get to Florida uh, – not Florida. Not Florida. Um, anyway, there's six. I got them in my hand. Ohio State? Uh, no. But there's six out there that are going after it money-wise. There, somebody is going to hire. So, let's say Texas A&M is the one. Okay? okay. Let's say they go out and they hire Miami, who are the two most aggressive right now. You're going to go out and you're going to you know, hire one of these financial advisors. Well, guess what Guess what? Uh, Mississippi State's got to do?
2: Jimbo, I know he worked for – I know he, this is not Saban. He worked <laughs> for Saban. Okay, chill out. Yeah, tell Ross I said hi. Sorry,
3: Sorry. go ahead. Yeah, but get, but guess what? What Arkansas is going to do? Guess what? Oklahoma is going to do? Guess what? Well, it's a copycat game. Yeah, everybody's got now. Everybody has to have that financial manager because that that helps you in recruiting. Right? Hey, we got NIL now. This guy's going to help you manage your money. So now this is going to become a whole new staff position inside the inside the athletic departments. that will I bet you that happens within 12 months. And it hasn't happened yet. And I haven't even heard about anybody really talking about it seriously, but I guarantee you it happens in the next 12 months, that somebody is going to hire a financial manager planner inside, their athletic, inside the football program. So
2: we're still new in this. I've asked you this before, I think, but I'm going to ask again on, on this. We didn't talk about this in episode one of, of our show. You know this. You can put all the effort in the world into recruiting and evaluating and projecting. I mean you worked at you worked for the the very best at it and they made mistakes. Alabama made sure made evaluation mistakes. They've had guys that they brought in to be big time players who did did not become big time players. It happens everywhere. So it's going to happen where one of these kids gets this massive NIL deal and he comes into wherever, fill in the blank school, and he
3: doesn't make it. He busts. What happens? So that goes back to when I was talking about the 8.5, right? <clears throat> if you go and you say, as a coach, because I think about it from a coaching standpoint. Sure. All right. And the guy that's recruiting these guys, if I go give everybody the same amount of money, everybody's getting 100 grand. If I miss, I miss. You get sure. cut, whatever it sure. is, you're out the door. But that, we're nowhere close to that. Instead, what we have right now is you. Now you're going. Yeah, you're going to pay in nine million dollars. Uh, and you said this at some point in time. I heard you. I don't know if it was on your podcast or me. Probably I don't remember. But you don't go to if you're if you're a, uh, on a horse, you don't go to the the horse track to watch your watch your horse in the stable. You go watch him run. Yeah. Okay. So, whoever's coming up with this money. Whoever it is, because it's not its not a collective now. Let's don't get that twisted. Somebody is donating a lot of money to the collective. It's not saying, hey, here's, you know, somebody. Well, I've already
2: is. seen it happen in, I'll be careful here. I've already seen it happen where, <laughs> Very hey, careful, yeah, where, hey, we need this guy. And this is what it's going to take. Yeah, sure, give to the collective. But make no mistake, you're giving to the kid. Right. To get this done. And so when that gets done, whether it's nil or whether it's pay for play, and I'm so sick of it, the two things being confl- conflated. You want, start,
3: you want to start our new, our new? Instead of calling it nil, let's just call it PFP. Yeah. So now, anytime, anytime somebody sees PFP, they know where it came from.
2: But if okay, let's but let's take this two ways. If it's nil, this person's business needs that kid to play, correct? Mm-hmm. And if it's PFP, by God, you paid for it, right? And so it's it, it is exactly that. If I pay. If I buy a horse and I train somebody, I mean, I buy, I pay somebody to train my horse, well, when I show up for the Derby, I want to see my horse run. Correct. And if my horse doesn't run and he's, he stays in the stables. Somebody's got to ask and, for and, it. And when they ring the bell, 20 other horses are running around the track, and my horse is in there eating Hey, I'm going, like, hey, what's up? Where is my horse? Because I came here and I told everybody that I, I, I had this horse, and he looks like a really good horse, and I bought him and I paid you to get him ready for the race, and he's not on the race, so I'm pissed off. And so and, and I realize horses aren't athletes and athletes aren't – I mean, horses aren't people and people aren't horses. But if I paid for the quarterback and I come to the game and I sit in my suite after I've been telling everybody all week that, oh, my quarterback's going to tear up State U, and then my quarterback's over there holding a clipboard, drinking a sip of water here and there because somebody else is out there playing quarterback, I got questions. Or stinks it up.
1: That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: Yeah. Because so, you told me the wrong
2: horse. You told me the wrong horse to go by. And I, I went and bought the horse you told me to buy. That horse sucks, and I'm pissed off. I, to me, con- to me, this is just—it's
3: the NFL. It's all right. It's the NFL. If you're going to go, if you're a, if you're a free agent quarterback right now in the NFL, are you going to? Are you in a hurry to go go to a Green Bay? Are you in a hurry to go to Tampa Bay? Why? Because your ass is going to sit and watch the other guy play. That's the reason they don't sign you. Yeah, if you're a free agent quarterback, you're not going to Cincinnati or Buffalo right, right. now. So when you right. go pay ten million dollars for a quarterback in this class, this is a, uh, this is a consequence that nobody's talking about because I got the future of NIL stuff that I want to talk about, and this is the, you, okay. you let me right into it. Okay. Now, who who paid a lot of money for quarterbacks this year? Who's invested? Miami. Miami. Texas. Texas. Um, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. With Nico. USC. Yeah, USC. Oklahoma. Yeah, they did a good job.
2: Uh I I don't know what the so, I, don't, I don't know what the kid from Louisiana but, has an NIL deal with Alabama. I don't know.
3: Right. So but here here's the here's the trick is when you see, you know, ten million dollars paid for a quarterback or whatever the number, nine point five eight, whatever the number is, now I'm a quarterback coming out next year. Am I gonna be in and they're recruiting me? I don't care what the I mean if they're going let's say they gave me, hey, I'll give you three million. Wait a minute, I'm gonna go there. I mean, who's going to pay that? You see what I'm saying? They're not sure. going to pay you $3 million when they just paid the quarterback in the class before, eight point five, And so you're going to start seeing, hopefully, uh, it, this part, if there's anything that could be good for the game, maybe this is it, is instead of schools just stacking these beast quarterbacks, you know, right on top of each other, you may start seeing the wealth spread a little bit and then in the market correcting itself at the quarterback market.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see how the market corrects itself, right? Because if I know I'm I'm mixing sports here, but if I'm Xander Bogarts or I'm Dansby Swanson and I'm a free agent at the end of the season, the odds are overwhelming my agent is going to clubs at the end of the season, whether it's Boston or Atlanta or another team that those guys don't play for today. And I'm saying, okay, well, look at the numbers that, that my guys put up. And this is what Carlos Correa got in Minnesota last year. So let's use that as this benchmark. And I think that's what's going to happen with, with – you talk about future of, of NIL and the future of PFP is – God, it feels good to say that. you um, <laughs>
3: something you created today.
2: Is, well, the Rashada kid at Miami got nine and a half. The I'm a kid at Tennessee got eight. So – before that's where we're starting with our talk is we're starting at we're starting at eight nine and a half we're starting in that range and i'm I'm waiting for the moment where the schools go we have discovered that we overspent we have discovered like in the nba in 2016 that after that season there was a, a big spike in the cap and a lot of teams gave out really stupid contracts that they're still paying for today and so there's been at least until this year. It appears this year they're back to the freewheeling spending. But for a little while, there was kind of a correction. I'm waiting for the correction from the, oops, we we overestimated the market. We spent too much.
3: So this brings me back to, uh, and this probably sums it up really good, what you're talking about right here. And this was a direct okay. quote. I'm not going to say who, but from an SEC GM. Okay. All right. He said that those six teams that we talked about, okay, so basically using the analogy that you just used, you basically have six teams in college football that are the Yankees right now. Okay. And he goes, everybody else. And I'm talking about these are – I didn't talk to – well, I wasn't talking to like scrub teams today, okay? I'll put it like that. Like teams that are – teams that – put well, it like look, this. In the last 20 years, they've both won national championships. How about okay. that? All right, so good football teams. Okay. And he said, after those six teams, everybody else in this league is spending about $150,000 to $200,000 a year on quality players. And then if and then if the other team if the Yankees decide that they like that kid that you're recruiting, they will come basically double whatever you're offering, and that kid will decommit and go to the, to the Yankees. Okay, I got lost in some of that. One hundred and fifty to two
2: hundred thousand dollars. So that
3: second tier team. So you got the six teams that okay. are spending money. Okay, I mean like really like aggressively crazy money. Okay, all right. And he goes, everybody else, and I'm talking about you know how we, we would talk about teams that aren't ready to that you you know hey they they're not ready to compete or I mean you, everybody thinks they're going to compete. But I'm talking about teams that win football games every year and maybe their collective or their money is not what you would think it would be. Yeah, those teams are spending about 150 to 200 thousand dollars a year per player. Per player, got gotcha. you. All right, Gotcha. Per player, so like let's say Johnny five star tackle, we're going to give you 200 grand a year. And then they the kid will commit because he loves that program. They put out NFL players. Da 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 da. They win games. It's a, it's normally where they would want to go. And then all of a sudden, one of those six decide that they want you. They'll just come double the price. Literally double the price and take them from you. They will buy if you got a kid committed that they want. They will literally. What are you making? You making two hundred? I'll give you four hundred. Come on, and just spend it.
2: So, is your from talking to coaches? Not your opinion, but from talking to coaches is is this going to correct itself or is this going to be like a lot of other markets where it just continues to build and build and build? Because there's someone in the thread said it and and I'm with them. The number of programs out there realistically, Tyler, and I could be wrong, this is my opinion, and it's somewhat educated, the number of programs out there that can realistically expect to pay eight, nine million dollars a year for payroll is
3: really small. Yeah, the number I had to I asked that question today. The number I I got was 6 and I got the name to me. And it's the 6, it's 6 of the ones we already talked about all the time. Yeah, cuz in mean, the rotation. I think about
2: middle of the pack. And I don't mean like middle, just programs that are consistently sort of in the middle of the SEC, right? When you think about resources and all of those things. So I think Kentucky, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Arkansas, um uh, So let's let's go with those yeah. four. I don't Florida even. I don't think any of those programs are going to consistently be able to go ten million dollars a year. I I don't I, I don't, don't think that's a realistic number for
3: them. And I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're going to be able again. It's not like every player's like that. You got to ball it a little bit, right? You got to be like the one school that goes and finds the eighty grand guy. Yeah, you know I mean, and he's a <laughs> he's worth more. I mean, well, yeah, like on a major league baseball
2: roster, right? If right. you if you go sign. Let's say you're the team that goes out and you sign Xander Bogarts and you sign another quality starting pitcher. Well, inside your organization, people are going to say, hey, look, now we we got this $30 million shortstop and we just signed this $27 million left-hander. That means that we are going to have to have some guys on our 26-man roster that are making the rookie minimum. We have to have that to balance it out. So that's where I get into the whole some of these big-time programs that are – Paying for the elite left tackle and paying for the elite quarterback, you're going to still have to have some evaluation and uh, uh, finding the diamond in the rough. Yeah, finding always- the, finding some some guys. The, the whole I hate the three and four and five star system. I know <laughs> I know where I make a living in it, but the five point six, I love it. The five point six, five point seven, three star player who can come in and you can develop him and 2 years down the road he can help you although at that point he's going to be asking for his or someone's going to come in and take him i just it just feels like from a staff standpoint you're going to have to hire more coaches on your staff to recruit your current roster than ever before
3: so we we you know we kind of touched it last week about coaches getting out of the profession yeah the ones that are getting out one of the top things they'll tell you is i'm tired of recruiting my own players they're spending more time recruiting their own players than they are recruiting new players because of that.
2: Because it's not just the kid; it's the people around the kid. Oh, are suddenly calling into the office and going, "Hey, so I heard."
0: Yeah, I you mean, know, and, and they've
2: got some money issues, and they're looking for a payday, and I, this just feels it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm still the guy that I'm totally for the kids getting paid. Always have been. So I'm glad they're getting paid, but man, oh man, did they just kind of open? It feels like the floodgates open. So I have another question for you. Yep, transfer portal which has been, for a handful of programs, including some of the big programs, has become a major feeder of talent. The transfer portal price is going up. Big time. So as it goes up, is that going to force some of the programs that have been so reliant on the portal to go, okay, we're going to have to get a little more into the high school recruiting
3: on the lower level? How does that, what do you So from the portal standpoint, I think the elite guys, you know, I'll put it like this whatever Ole Miss paid for Dart, Trigg, uh what's the tight end's name?
2: Michael Trigg. Trigg
3: and mm-hmm. uh, Zach Evans, they got a discount on them. They would not probably – those guys coming out a year from now would be – Yeah, that price would be – Price would be ext- – because I know what they paid. Threefold. Yeah, I know what they paid. They got a super discount on those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you go and – those guys – is unattainable at this point in time because they're getting smarter, and so – when you look at, like, uh, Jordan Addison, and something you and I have talked about this off the air, but I'll let the fans know, is transfer portal kids are smarter than the high school kid. Yeah, They're looking for different things. They've been through it before. They've been through it. They're yeah. looking for different things. So some things that, like, example, there was a Pac-12 defensive lineman. When he was transferring, yeah, he was looking for a little bit of money, but the most important thing that he was wanting is look, when football's over with, I want a job with this guy at this place that's your booster. You know, I want a job down the road. Um, there was another very, very high profile kid that the number was some astronomical number got reported Well, part of that number, which is when you hear the NIL deals is the other stuff that comes with it. He got part of, he got just a little bit of cash. The cash wasn't overly, you know, ridiculous, but he got two properties. So he wanted some real estate. He got some real estate in some valuable areas. He got two properties, not one. He got two.
2: So we're, we're talking about ULM kids now, right? Yes, he definitely. Got, he got now, land on Bayou Seared. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, he got some boudin to go with it. Man. It was
3: the boudin that sealed
2: it. When you're on that bayou front property, it is some kind of nice, man. I mean, you, you just hey. sit outside and look at Bayou Seared and you think, so many great water skiers skied right there. Yeah.
3: It's like walking to Yankee Stadium. Right. Really. It, but, these hey, these, these portal guys, they, they got it figured out a little bit. They, they're looking for a different deal. It's, it's, it's two different realms, but the cost is going up. I know of a quarterback that was in the portal. I know this to be 100% fact, and you know that I know 100% fact. Like, it can't be any more. I mean, it may be 110% fact. How about okay. that? all right. And you know that. I know a, of a – was a uh, portal quarterback this year that got $1 million for one year to play. And it was to a school that it would blow your mind. And there were three schools involved with the kid that would blow your mind. Like you're like, huh? Those guys got that kind of money? But that's what so the portal quarterbacks are getting and if they're gonna be good, they're gonna get they're gonna get some real real coin this coming year. I'll be interested to see how it works out. But especially let's see, what's another way to say this without busting trust here? So so schools that are missing on these quarterbacks that are missing on the high-profile high school quarterbacks are going to put the money back and go get a high-profile uh, portal guy this in the offseason. So they're going to put the money that didn't get spent into reserve. And then go get the portal guy. Because you can do that along with some other deals that they can kind of cut around and shuffle around and not make it all-cash deal. i tell you, this, this frigging rain, man. You get the it's, rain. It's got you going. We're, we're borderline NCAA investigation over here. <laughs> Again, we're brought to you by Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams
2: of natural caffeine. You can hear it in Tyler's voice. Woo! BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Do go to Instagram. It's at Rain R E I G N Body Fuel to learn more. Check them out. Send them a little feedback. Tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring the show. Stuff like that, you know, scratch. Scratchbacks.
3: Yeah. Well, I, by the way, I had to address something because my my compadres at the office I, and I saw it when I, I watched back. So monster owns ring. Yes. That's thus the monster had. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> can I go? Can I say that on record? I'm not. I mean, I mean come a on. A lot guys. of people have accused you of worse. Yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've been called worse too. Like so. Let me ask you. A this. lot smarter than I look. So let me ask you this:
2: When you were at Ole Miss the second time, yep. with Matt Luke, yep, you came at a time when, I mean. It was rough, right? NCAA stuff was happening. The roster had been um, depleted in spots. Um, there was probation. There was it was tough. A lot of fun. You almost got there.
3: <laughs> yeah, a whole year of it. Anyway,
2: yeah. If you were at a place like Ole Miss today, though, you in- so let's say you inherited a job like that today in this environment with the transfer portal, with nil. And this is I told you this morning when we were talking, I think what's going to happen is there is going to be a program that mirrors what you guys had at Ole Miss in, what was that, 2018, 2017? 2017. I think there is going to be a program like where a coach at a place leaves, a popular coach leaves for a better job, and half the damn roster hops in the portal. Correct. I think that's coming. I don't know where. Well, it happened
3: at USC. It happened at Oklahoma, USC. They took Caleb Williams. I mean, it's it's the best player.
2: But where there's just a mass exodus, right? right? And when that happens, whoever inherits what's left after the exodus is going to have to rebuild. And there's no limit now. Just 85 is the limit. You can go out and get 40 guys out of the portal if you you can afford it, if you want to. So if you were put in that spot, you you come back to Ole Miss – or a program like Ole Miss, whatever, whatever. Give me Jacksonville State right there. Um, Shout out to Rich Rod. How much portal are you doing? How much high school are you doing? What's how? How would you, in your mind, sort of think you would approach that?
3: Yeah, totally different beast, right? And the the twenty five number. You know, we actually had thirty one the first year I came back in the nineteen class because we found some initials. The actual, I won't get into the details and bore everybody, but the probation. The way that we – when we got there, I was able to, like, look at the way that the uh, sanctions were written up and found a way to get six more initials out of it. And so we actually had 31. And so the big the big problem when I got to Ole Miss the second time was they the NCAA allowed, you know, that was the Shea Patterson, Trey Nix, and all those guys to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, basically it was the port, it was the the portal before the portal, immediate eligibility of the places. And so it was like seven starters, whatever it was, lost – And so your scholarship numbers are down, and you had to replace them. So there was this huge gap, right? Yeah. Um, And the second issue when I came back to Ole Miss was during the probation years, and they don't – and I get it. I mean, I would have done the same thing. To survive the probation years, they were good at offensive line. They were good at receiver, you know, with all those guys. And so they had to take that limited number that they had and spend it at other places. And so it was a a roster – cluster I guess but it was to nobody's fault it's just that was the only way that to survive through the probation years well so saying all that to say this if you drop the 25 and you go straight to 85 and we can cut and do all that stuff and do the portal I mean completely different I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now you would have gone heavy portal I would have gone not I would have fixed the problems right so right I mean I wouldn't but go the, the way to fix problems
2: right away with the band-aid is the portal
3: correct because back then like everybody was like Oh, you know, what was the big thing it was linebacker back then. Right. Yeah. And you can't just back then the way the rules were, I couldn't just go to go get me a linebacker from Georgia and hope he and knew that he was gonna be a badass because he was gonna come here and sit. Right. Okay. And it, that doesn't work. So you had to, when you were fixing a problem back then, you had to grow them from within because by the time they got it figured out, their ass is gone. I'm scared to look.
2: Brendan, since I feel like you're blaming me.
3: No, I love you, Brennan. I would never blame you. Um, but I mean they did they did a I mean all kidding aside, I know Brendan's being funny, but they did as good of a job as they could F and do right, you know, under the situation. People don't understand how bad that situation was. And so when you're going and you're and you're getting back to what you're saying, is, yeah. is I'm taking portal guys to fix my problems right now. And then the areas when you go back to the offensive line part and the wide receiver part that we're good at Instead of neglecting those areas, because I had to spend my twenty five on other areas to develop, I can now cut the dead weight and go sign the high school kids in the areas that I'm already good in and, and develop, and some develop. them. And if, you know what happens if they don't pan out? I cut their ass and I go get and I go get me a portal guy. Okay, so you're—it's
2: almost like we've had a million conversations in our lives. Um, a couple. So here's my next question, and, and this may be stupid. It really might be. This might be stupid. There's no stupid questions. Well, this one might be. But I'm trying to do math in my head a little bit, and I'm being totally serious when I say this. If everyone's going portal, 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 portal that means that they're not signing as many high school kids as they used to sign. There's a trickle down on that. All 100%. The, all the way down to your, your guy, Rich Rodriguez, at Jacksonville State, to our mutual friend, Kane Womack, at South Alabama, to, to coaches like that all over the country, Right. They, they're doing the same things. They're evaluating, and, and I would I would guess Kane and his guys, when they sit down in the staff meeting in, in Mobile, it's about, okay, well, how many, what what are our needs? What can we plug with the portal? What do we do with this high school, et cetera? So I'm just doing math in my mind. If there are fewer high school guys getting opportunities now, at some point there are fewer people in the portal. That's math. Is that correct? That is. Am that, I missing something?
3: No, that's a hundred percent correct. Now, doing away with the twenty-five and allowing people to to cut and do things like that will alleviate some of but that. But that's
2: just a two-year thing,
3: right? But that, it'll alleviate some of it. It was really it. It won't alleviate all of it. So, like it. But yeah, I mean, once the supply is gone, the supply is gone. And you and you look right now, a lot of these kids are going in the portal, and they're still there because they're not good players. You know, they're like, hey, you know, and Brendan's on here. He can he can attest to this. I can't tell you how many times, especially when I came back, I can't tell you how many times that some kid, I want to transfer. I'm going I'm going to go. when the portal came out. I'm going to go in the portal. Well, where, are you, where are you going to go, boss? Yeah. Like, like we suck. We're terrible, and you can't find the and you can't find the on the field here. He's like, well, you know, Notre Dame and Nebraska and Oklahoma and Texas and da-da-da-da all recruited me. I'm going to go to one of those places. Because they're not taking you. They want to, The first question when you take somebody out of the portal is, why are you in the portal? Right. If you're in the portal because you're not playing, there is a reason. Like, we don't just sit there and go, man, I don't like that kid. We're not playing it. How many times is this your favorite saying, this is a scoreboard business? Yeah, it is. Okay? Sure. I don't care if you've got horns coming out your head and you have six left feet. If your ass can play, your ass is going to play. If you help me keep my job, your ass is going to play. Sure. If you're going to get my ass fired, your ass is on the bench. Yes. It's real simple. This, sure. is not, this is not. This isn't This daddy ball. This is. This is paycheck ball. Yes. It's scoreboard business. So when your ass is not on the field – there's a reason you're not on the field. It's like I've got a mailbag question this
2: week and it's it's from one of my best subscribers, but I'm gonna answer it honestly. He's like, Hey, what are you hearing about this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy in the summer? And you know what I've learned? I've stopped asking those questions. I, I don't I don't talk about summer workouts anymore. Somebody ask you about summer workouts. Well, it's because it's it's because sometimes, you know, you'll hear buzz about different guys, like, Hey man, this guy looks great in workouts. And
3: I get it. But I, I Do you know the last person I told you it was gonna be really good? And you looked at me like I had horns coming out my head. Otis Keys, Matt Corral.
2: You did well. In fairness to me, on Corral, <laughs> like, who the hell is this kid? No, in fairness
3: I'm to me kidding. on Corral,
2: I, I, you could see the arm talent. And he I, could,
3: he could freaking slam yeah, cuz. Like yeah. they don't, it doesn't look like that when it comes out of everybody's hand. But I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, it's okay. Um, I don't even remember my train of thought
3: completely. <laughs> Your summer out. workouts.
2: Yeah, yeah, summer workout. Thanks. <clears throat> I don't even ask anymore. And the reason I don't is because everybody looks great in the summer with a couple of exceptions. (laughs) (laughs) They do. But most of the time what you get when you talk to coaches about summer is, hey, man, they're all working hard. It's hot. Everybody's sweating. Everybody's lifting. Everybody's busting it. I've just learned because it is such a scoreboard business, I don't even really pay attention until pads in practice, I, I just don't. I mean, I'll go look at a guy, and you can look at a guy and tell. Seven like 707, man. Yeah, you can tell like if a guy's coming off an injury, whether he's moving okay, and you can. I mean, there are exceptions. You could watch Larry Metunzel. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one. That one doesn't count. <laughs> you could watch Larry Metunzel at his first practice, and go, "Oh, okay." I remember when I was covering Auburn, just watching their running back drills, and you're watching Carnell Williams and Ronnie Brown, and you're going, "They're they're good. Those guys." that those guys, barring an injury, can't miss. A hey,
3: funny story real quick before you get going about Laramie Tunsil. <clears throat> so Chris Kiffin, you know, we're recruiting Laramie, and we're getting no, like nowhere at the beginning with Laramie. So Chris goes down and watches a practice at Lake City in Florida, and he brings back video, and we turn them in the staff room, of Laramie going on a board drill. And Laramie's like, you know, it's high school. I thought they were gonna charge him with murder. Like that's <laughs> the most impressive like I remember you, you watch so many kids. I mean just these board drills and drills, 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 you just watch them over. I've never seen a room. There was probably eight of us in there at that time when they when Chris came back and turned it on. And all eight of us had mouth wide open, was like Oh my God.
2: I just remember his feet. His oh. very first practice. Watching his feet, going, oh wow! Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, but my point is, is that it is it is a scoreboard business, and, and so and so you know, I I used to say it sarcastically, and now I say it like literally. People are like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. Here's what I can tell you: when the game kicks off, it's going to say zero to zero, and it's going to be fifteen colon zero zero, and the QTR thing's going to say one, and they're going to blow a whistle and start a clock, and they're going to keep stats on everything. And you'll know at the end of the day. Simple if, as that. And so – If he's on the field, he
3: had a good summer.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're, going to, and, and they're going to play the guy, which is, gets into the NIL conversation, which is for the coaches at the end of the day. At the end of the day, there's going to be the deal where a coach goes, look, I, I know we paid for this guy,
3: but I got to win. I mean, I got to win. This is not – If you don't play the guy, you better win. That's the only thing that's going to supersede that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't play the guy and lose – not play the guy and lose. If you don't play the guy, your ass better win because it's going to increase pressure on the coaches as well. Sure. I mean, it's just – it is what it is. I mean, if you've got that much money invested in a kid and you're not playing him, your ass better win. Because that you can always say, well, look, he's not ready and this guy's winning. Okay, you can't argue that. That's yeah. the one thing you can't argue. You see that professionally
2: when an owner wants
3: – it happened to Lane Kiffin
2: with the Raiders. An owner wanted Jamarcus Russell. And once they took Jamarcus Russell, that owner, Al Davis, wanted Jamarcus Russell to play. Lane Kiffin, who was the coach of the Raiders at the time, did not want to play Jamarcus Russell. But guess who played?
3: He was a freak, though, wasn't he? He was one of the best high school arms I've seen ever. He's the best high school arm I've ever seen. I, mean, I've, I've, I don't know if I've seen anybody with a stronger arm than him ever.
2: Saw him on a knee throw a ball seventy five yards in the air. Oh, I believe it. Um,
3: but Williamson High School, Mobile, Alabama.
2: But there were other issues with him. There were, yeah. There were.
0: There were, That's good.
2: I mean,
3: <laughs> the lawyer's not here yet. We get, he's not.
0: Well, people yet.
2: have people have written about it now. I mean he he had he had people around him who I think thought they had his best interest at heart. he's a good kid, too. He was a good kid.
3: I wish people knew that more about him. He was a good kid. He's not a kid. He's actually old. I mean, shit, he's what, in his 30s now. He needed, he
2: liked food way too much. He didn't have, he didn't have, he did not grow up with a lot of self-discipline. And there were not people around him who helped him with that. And when, I mean, he was a professional that, yeah, he got money at LSU, but to your point, he got nothing like what he got when he got with the Raiders. I mean, he
3: he got he was on the end where they were getting hundreds of millions of dollars for being a draft pick.
2: So he had so much, so much money all of a sudden and, and it was just it was out of control. You no,
3: know, and I, I know it's not a Jamarcus Russell podcast, but I, I want people to know this about him. One thing I always admired for him is so he's in the NFL when I was coaching at St. Paul's. Okay. He backed, he had signed a big deal with Nike. He literally sent an eighteen wheeler. Of Nike gear to Williamson High School for those kids, and you and we we that would that never made the stories right. That never made the headlines. It was always oh he got in trouble, he did this, he did that. You know, shitty quarterback. Sometimes I wish, oh, not sometimes. A lot of times I wish that the fans knew the full picture of people before they went and judged them on a on a story that comes out. If that makes sense. And he was one of those guys like. Literally, I mean, nobody else was doing that. There's a lot of famous high school players that go play, don't give shit back to their high school. But to take an 18-wheeler of Nike gear and back it up to, and you know where Williamson High School is located. Yeah. that That's that's a big deal. Well, look, you're talking to somebody
2: who did a lot of work on a really, probably one of the most favorable stories that's ever been written about Jamarcus Russell. I mean, i talked to a lot of people. Um but there were even in the midst of that though, there were warning signs. Like I remember I've told this story so many times. I was in New York in the days leading up to the draft and I had arranged to talk to Jamarcus and it kept getting canceled or delayed or whatever. And I mean they, and, and they knew that I'd talked to his mother and i talked to all these people in his life and they, they had to you had to know if you if you were thinking clearly that it was a favorable story in your hometown paper. Yeah in the mobile register that was going to run the morning of the draft, right? Right. You, you, you had to know, hey, the people advising him, someone should have said, hey, you, This is not, not only this is an interview you should do, this is an interview you need to do. This is an interview that, that makes sense for you to do. This is, this is going to be favorable. And I did not get him until I got him on the phone. Didn't even get him in person. Got him on the phone. I was in Yankee Stadium. Look at you. And he finally agreed to talk. And, I mean, I added some quotes to the story, but it was nowhere near what it probably could have been had he done what we had agreed to do, which was the draft was on a Saturday, and I think the the original plan was for us to sit down in in his hotel room in in New York on Thursday and and talk. And it was only when, hey, look, I'm going to write the line that Russell declined comment for the story. I'm going to write it. Because I'm up here spending somebody else's money, you got to write something. And I've got all this other stuff, and people could say, "Well, why did he not talk to Jamarcus Russell?" And I'm not going to take the hit for that. You are. Only at that point did he agree to talk. And I remember thinking at the time, that's a, this is a yellow flag. This is a red flag. This is a, this is not a, about Jamarcus, but about the people around Jamarcus. That there's nobody there who's, hey, it's experience. This is take thirty minutes here. Sit down with this guy who's talked to your mom and all this stuff. He's going to write the flow, the glowing prot- profile. You know what a journalist told me one
3: time. This this ball headed journalist out of uh, told me out of Louisiana one time. Who? What? He said, you know what? It's best that you tell your story instead of somebody else telling your story. Somebody offers somebody, you the
2: opportunity to tell your story. Was you a ball headed guy out of Louisiana you told me that one time about fifteen years ago. Speaking of, have you paid any attention to this Andrew Luck? podcast that I have not you told me about it
3: today I haven't I'm, I'm, I'm binging
2: it I'm like I'm on episode four maybe five now. like making a murder for podcast it is fantastic Andrew Luck one of the most fascinating people speaking of quarterbacks who didn't quite work out but oh man he did he just shut it down well, he got so badly injured They yeah. they surrounded him with they needed to get him a running back they didn't they needed to get him an offensive line they didn't instead they kept drafting shiny toys and he just took a beating, and also he was that guy that didn't know how to slide. Oh, yeah. All right, speaking of quarterback. <laughs> Subtle cues. You like that? That's very good. I tried. Speaking of quarterbacks, we talked about Jamarcus Russell. We talked about Andrew Luck. Another guy who gets that type of hype coming out of high school is Arch Manning. Mike Farrell, my former colleague at Rivals.
3: Uh, when did he leave Rivals? Uh, six months ago, maybe. Okay, I didn't even know he left.
2: He's kind of ventured out on his own. He did a, I guess, a YouTube today or a Twitter video. Did you watch it? I have. Okay, you're right. The headline is is explosive, like Arch Manning overrated, but that's really not what he said. He's getting killed. Yeah, Farrell is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his assertion was that if Arch Manning's name were Arch Siski or Arch McCready, and he was the exact know, same, one star. Well, his assertion was that he would be a top ten quarterback, but he wouldn't be the top quarterback that 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 Arch is rated. You are familiar with Arch; you 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 know how this works. Kind of where do you fall on what he said about Arch Manning?
3: All right. So for me, and first of all, <clears throat> and I and I told you it was taken way out of context. You know, and what he was trying to say is from a talent. What he was trying to say, and he he can tell it say it himself, but he was trying to say that he didn't think he was the top quarterback talent wise in the class. Yeah. All right. And then that the name Manning and who he's surrounded by makes him who he is. And it just, but the, the being taken out of context, it's got everybody shook up. Right. So I mean, everybody's, I got 14 texts about it before. Who's the kid going to Oklahoma? Uh, uh, Jackson
2: Arnold. I had a, Coach told me that Arnold's the best quarterback in the, in the class. He says Arnold and then Rashada are the two best.
3: Right. So, and I, and I, I went back and I just today because I knew we were going to be talking about this. So I went back and, and we've talked about this before. And then Brendan's on here. He can, he can agree or disagree. But there is an elite, what I call an elite level of talent in every quarterback class. And some are worse than others. Some are better than others. Sure. And for me, this is actually a really good year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think there's six quarterbacks in this league, and it's Arch Manning. Malachi Nelson, Nico, that's going to Tennessee, uh, Dante Moore, that's going to Oregon, that just committed. Yeah. All right, Jackson Arnold, that's going to Oklahoma, and Jaden Rashada, and then the last one is the Holstein kid going to Eli Holstein going, going to Alabama. To Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, those kids. All right, so let's take those kids. They all have elite talent, and to say that Arch doesn't have elite talent when you're watching a everybody's watching highlight tapes, right? Sure. And they're saying, oh, he, he you know, this and that. Well, I don't watch a highlight tape and Brendan can back me up on this, he'll love this, and I saw Weldon here, they all understand this. I watch eval tapes. Okay, every single time this kid drops back to pass, he gets the shit knocked out of him. Every time. He has nobody. Everybody's like, oh, he doesn't have, he's not playing against. He is getting the shit knocked out of him every single time he takes a snap. He has a lightning quick release, he's extremely accurate, and he has a strong arm. Period. And. It doesn't matter, and you see these other guys that are, oh, he's, this guy's really good. Well, this guy's back there smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer in the, in the pocket. You know, they, they got all day to throw. Well, I would have questions about his future health. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I mean they're, they're back there forever. But when you watch an evaluation tape, all right, and everybody's like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't have talent. Well, let me tell you something else about his talent. I watched him throw 40 balls that were freaking perfect balls that were incomplete. That's not only his highlight tape, because if you watch a quarterback on his highlight tape, how many incomplete passes oh, do you see? Everything's complete. I mean, if you watch his evaluation tape, there's 40 balls at least on his eval tape that are perfect balls, and the receiver's not good enough to get there and make the play. Right. And you're like, damn, that's a good spot, or damn. And, and like, and he is a – and everybody's like, oh, you know, they think Manny, he can't run. The kid can run. He's athletic. And so, for me, he is in that top tier. I, I don't care what anybody says, and I'm not alone on this, because trust me, I know I'm not alone on this when the business I'm running. He is in the top tier of elite quarterback, period. And the stuff, because he's his last name is Manning and his first name's Arch, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. For him to get to the point he is right now, hell, that says, that's enough for me. I mean, just to get to this point. What you, what happened to Michael Jordan's kids? What happened to Bo Jackson's kids? What happened to all these great athletes' kids? They don't get to this part. And it's not his fault. And everybody wants to compare him to all these kids. He's his own player. If his last name was Arch McCready, I'd still take his ass. Because the kid's got a lightning quick release, but because of his name is Manning and what in the intangibles that he brings, he is that kind of quarterback.
2: Yeah, if I'm evaluating him, the fact that his last name is Manning is a positive for me, not because of the name and all that stuff, but because I know what kind of pedigree he comes from. I see the success that his two uncles had at the college level, at the professional level, and I think you know all of those genetics, he's got some he's got he's got a lot of those genetics, and those genetics are going to work for him. And the fact that he's grown up around the game the way that he has and still wants to play the game. Cause you're right. It could be a lot easier as a human being. If your name is Arch Manning, for God's sake, it'd be a lot easier to go, you know what? I'm going to go into engineering or architecture or something. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't, he doesn't need it. And right. that, I know that's so he's playing cause he wants to, and he's playing yeah. cause he loves it. I, I Look, I don't I, – I'm and I, not, not going to pretend to be in yeah, an
3: And either. I, But that's the thing is, like, there's so much talk. I see grindle on here too. Grind, what's up, man? But there's all this talk. Well, he doesn't play against anybody and all that stuff. I, I get that. I understand well, that. Neither
2: did Peyton or Eli.
3: Right. Yeah, exactly. They played the same high school. Yeah. And what I'm saying is I'm talking about the throws that aren't on his highlight tape, that are incomplete. I'm talking about when he gets rid of the ball and gets it in the right place and because the receiver – is a dumbass and doesn't know how to break off a RPO that Here's the ball incomplete, where it's a completion and a touchdown on Saturday.
2: Here's the one knock on him that's kind of interesting. And I don't, I don't think it's – I just think it's interesting. I'm not, I'm not saying it's legitimate or not. I don't know. But he didn't go to a lot of these camps, like the competitions, the Elite 11s <laughs> and all that stuff. Is that <laughs> – as a, as a college coach, does that raise
3: a a, a small flag? Like, hey, he doesn't want to compete against those guys yet? The no, Not with him. Because you know why he's doing it, if that makes sense. Like, you understand why he's not doing it. He's in a whole different – that doesn't – the same rule doesn't apply. Now, I'm not saying, like, if you go to a rivals camp or a 247 camp or an Under Armour camp, that doesn't mean shit to any high, any college coach. They don't care. Now, if you come to my camp – How dare you? I'm sorry. But if you come to my camp and watch and you don't compete, now i got red flags. If you come to our camp now uh, – and they're going to laugh when I say this. They're going to like this. But if I if, – if you go to a camp, Let's say you go to an Under Armour camp, and you go and you do all the seven-on-seven, all that stuff, and you say, hey, I'm not running the 40 today. You know what you just did? You just told the whole world, I cannot run. No, because you know what fast dudes do? Run. They run. You see Usain Bolt backing down from 100 meters. If you're fast, your ass is going to run. Tyreek Hill, hell, he's talking about racing people in the NFL every other day. Fast people run. So when you're a kid and you go to these camps – and you go and you compete on the seven 7-on-7. Seven. I show up to give me my, you know, Tennessee fans, show me some love. Hey, Neil, come give me an interview from Ole Miss. But I don't go and I do the 7-on-7s seven and I throw my ball. But I don't run. You just told the whole world that I'm slow as shit. No, it's like I, I mean, like, I know they're jumping around a little bit. I've been, a watching, while over the place. I've been watching
2: a lot of NBA Summer League. And Josh Giddey, the who was a rookie last year for the Thunder, he's out. He's 19, but he's playing Summer League. And he's already played in Utah. Now he's played two games in in Las Vegas, and I assume he's going to play another one or two. And he was asked, "Why are you playing? You don't have to play. You you you're going to start for the Thunder. You've got a contract. You don't have anything to prove." And he said, "Playing because I love to play. It's ball. I get to play ball. And yeah, that that's, that that's the one thing that I always was curious because I I've and I've seen it happen all the time. Kids are like, yeah, I'm coming to camp, but I'm not going to work out. Well, then you're not really coming to camp. You're just kind of coming. You're coming to visit. So if you're coming to visit, cool. But if you're coming to camp, you should go through camp. You better be really good to do that. Like yeah. you better be really good. It's one thing like when a guy's gone to the NFL Combine and he ran a four three eight. Well, there's no point in running at pro day because if if you can't improve on that, yeah, totally different. You've put that in the. Bank. But you've
3: ran because you've shown it. You yeah, ran. You did run. If you yeah. just didn't run, period. Like you didn't run at the pro. You do not run at pro day. You didn't run at everything. and you were not injured. Your asses. You're to the back yeah. of the line, boss.
2: Yeah, that's that's the only part about Arch that I've kind of wondered about is that he didn't go to the. Elite eight comp the elite whatever elite eleven is that what it's called, quarterback thing and compete against Nico and Rashada and Holstein and all of those guys. You know, and some of those guys do play a higher level of high school football than he does.
3: Yeah, if you told me like I would do like I said, any of those six, going back to those six, if you tell me any of those guys end up being the dude, I'm I buy it. Any of those six, sure. they're in that level. And to say, well, this guy's gonna be the guy, like anybody would be completely happy with those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they would take all these. You know, who Texas takes, uh, uh, Arch, right? Hell, they would have taken any six of those guys if they could have got them. Nobody's gonna be like, damn, we got Nico instead of Arch. It, it's that close. Yeah, you know those six guys sure. are. You know, and you know Oklahoma's in love with their guy. You know, Texas in love with their guy and all that. But you know, Arch being the here's the thing I want to say is throwing a football and all that stuff. That's great. Your talent is great. But you know what? There's more to play in the position than just throwing a damn ball really far and being accurate. That's why if you see those well, long drive contests, yeah. those, those, those dudes aren't on the PGA Tour. Well, to your point, if,
2: if that was all it took to be an elite quarterback, Jeff George would be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell would, would be a, a Hall of Famer. I mean, those were guys that had, wow, I mean, like physical skills, tools, oh, my God, gifts. Like we talked about Jamarcus. No joke, Jamarcus had a thunderbolt of a right arm.
3: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. is like, and look, it's important. It's an important quality. Do not get me wrong. I mean, that's where you're starting the mark is at their talent. Do not get me wrong on that. But when you're talking about what makes a quarterback a quarterback, I mean, I mean, I love him to death. I hope he's not listening. But Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace was not a very talented quarterback. That's the truth. Now, that, that dude, everything else, I would fi- – if I'm going to fight somebody, I want Bo Wallace on my team. Sure. I love the kid. He is a, the ultimate competitor, makes the people around him better, and he's got records here. That's why you knew Dak Prescott was going to be a really good pro because the guy just competed his ass off yeah. all the time. But, I mean, you ask, you know, that, that that's the thing is like, you know, that's what makes Matt Corral special. See, one he's talented, but he's got that other shit too. Right. You know, and – you know, Freeze, you had a good discussion about Freeze this morning, I heard. Congratulations. We on did. Him. We talked about your But like Freeze course. always said, I don't know what it is, but he has it. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to define. But, you know, if you look back at the guys here, I'll tell a funny story. We got a bunch of old Miss people in here, obviously. So, so our first year here in 12, right? We had Bo Wallace and Barry Brunetti. Yeah. I remember okay? Barry. Sure. All right. Barry Brunetti, very talented. Mm-hmm. Good kid. Loving to death. Yeah, great guy. So we're playing, I don't remember, it was one of those early games. I don't remember if it was like Central Arkansas or UTEP or somebody at home. I think it was UTEP. I could be, Brendan may remember this, I don't remember it. But, so Bo's, Bo, we get up in the game, and there's like, you know, going into camp, it was a two-way battle between uh, Bo Wallace and Barry for the starting quarterback job. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, Bo Wallace sucks, and blah, 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 blah. But we knew what we had with Bo, because we'd already had him. So Barry gets in the game. And I will never forget this as long as I freaking live. We have a three-man, we call it a bend route to the boundary. And it is a, and I'm just going to talk some, so football junkies will like this. You're going to look at me like I have dicks coming up my ears. Okay, (laughs) so it's a high-low corner read. Remind me to put the explicit label on it. Oh, am I I supposed to do that? I apologize. Yeah. All right, so. You gotta go. It's a high-low corner read. So if the corner goes high with the go route, you throw the five yard out underneath it. Okay. All right. If they're playing cover two and the corner jumps the out route, then you throw the what they call the hole shot or the go ball between the safety and the corner. Okay. Okay. It's a simple read. I'm talking about. We ran it at St. Paul's back in the day with a ninth grade AJ McCarron. Never made. Never misread it. A ninth grade AJ McCarron never misread it. Okay. All right. So. Bo comes out, has a great game against UTEP. We jump up. He throws for a bunch of yards, and then it's time for Barry to go in. And the first play, we call this to the boundary, and they're playing cover three. The freaking the corner is running step for step, and the and the five yard out stand there going woo woo woo. First play, he's in the game. He rares back and throws the thing like eighty yards out of what bounds, I mean, and the whole and the yeah. whole stands were like. Oh, my gosh. Oh, then then all we heard was, I can't believe he's not playing. They don't realize that he made, like, literally ninth graders make better reads. That's the shit that gets you beat. You see what I'm saying? So, like, talent only carries you so far. Yeah. But, like, we were getting shit for not playing him. And he's sitting there throwing freaking uh, outside mandatory outside release routes into cover three fisting, to get our ass fired.
2: Tyler very clearly has had his entire bottle of – uh, this entire can of rain it total gone. body fuel We're fired up. On that note, we will uh, we'll stop for the day. Again, a reminder: we appreciate it. So, no joke. Uh, all, all jokes aside, rain total body fuel for sponsoring this show. Three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine. I mean, you—it's right there. You can see it in, in the color. BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at rain body fuel to learn more. We'll be back again next Tuesday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by rain, total body fuel. Thanks to everybody in the th- in the uh, stream. It's a lot of fun. Uh, again, the plan is um, weekly in the month of July and then we'll get into August and we'll jump into some previews. We'll be heavy SEC, but we won't limit it to just the SEC. We'll jump into some, <laughs> we'll jump into some other stuff as well. But until, uh, yeah, I know, just, (laughs) I'm not sure what Tyler put in his. I'm I'm starting to wonder if he spiked it.
3: Look, I'm telling you all right now, if you need, this is like the best afternoon drink of all time. Like you get that 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, you know, it's it's scary because it's afternoon. And it'll get you, you, you got you through the rest of the day too. It did. I'm talking about gets you some juice. It's better than coffee. It's the best thing you the best thing you got going. <laughs> hey, before we go to all kidding aside, big thanks to my man Bob Rucato at Monster. It makes all this possible. He is done. He's an awesome dude, um, and uh, I know he's listening. So he's got us all set up. It's uh it's good stuff, man. Get you going.
2: So until next time, for uh, Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. We'll make, that does it for this edition of McCready and Siski. Talk to you again next week. Bye.